0: Man, it's just tough to say. Welcome to another edition of Tough to Say. This is Gramo, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, B McD, the co-host here, the
1: co-host of—I'll call it the century. So I'm 20 years. I'm the co-host. Yeah,
0: we're coming into a new month. It is officially November, and. I have to be fully transparent with everybody. We are filming this, Uh, taping this in the stew before Halloween, which means content will probably come in the following pod of how some of those Halloween storylines played out. Should I dare I say spookies? So I think we can go out there and and just talk a little bit about what we're going to be doing for the open floor because it already has elapsed. This won't be leaked to the press Mm -hmm. by any means Mm -hmm. unless our new production coordinator does oh, that for us but subtle way to leak a new team member yeah yeah i'm I'm leaving him unnamed for now but there's a man in the shadows working diligently and he's taking us to the next level we are expanding at tts but without further ado let's get into the open floor shall we halloween we're sitting around barry's kitchen wondering what we're going to be
1: well i have to interject please Everyone, I don't know if I've made this clear. I am the biggest Star Wars fan you'll meet. Not the new ones. The actual, the actually the prequels. So, Plug the, the eBay account. Yeah, up Clone Wars. Uh, Clone Wars forever. Nine five one one is my eBay. If you ever want Legos or memorabilia, I believe there's still some listings out there.
0: Would you ever end up netting out on your eBay account? Let's go into a little bit. Let's go into a little deeper. You you sell. your you're a your, uh, consignment figurehead. For yeah, Lego Star Wars sets.
1: So in high school and middle school, whenever there was a holiday event or I came p- across some money, I would buy these Lego sets, build them. I was, but then I, when I really started working in high school and coming into serious money, f- talking Legos, of course. So like I was bawling.
0: Yeah, if you're not talking Legos, I yeah. don't want to talk.
1: So we'll fast forward. But basically, I probably I I probably touched almost three, three and a half grand in the resale world of Legos. Damn. Yeah, so, anyways, it was my... I mean, I was buying some I was buying some crazy stuff, and this is, like, custom stuff. So, anyways, I wanted to channel that this year because I'm with Grandma, my co-host, and then Skeeto, my younger brother. That's Skeeto. So, we were going to
0: be Jedi, and
1: uh, it kind of... A
0: couple more bones than we were willing to spend. Yeah, the
1: sabers out there are just... They're a little extra, and, uh, you know, it would be lost in the bar after 10 minutes and two lemon drops later. So... Basically, I'm on the iPad scrolling down on Amazon and all of a sudden, I'm pretty sure I first saw Abraham Lincoln and I said, oh my God, we're going to be the founding fathers. So Graham is Abraham Lincoln. I am George Washington, or I was George Washington, I guess. We'll go past tense. Yeah, we'll go past tense. I was George Washington for Halloween and then my brother, Skeeto, he was Ben Franklin. So... It was incredible. Obviously, we're recording this before we actually had the event, but uh, I did just try on the costume. I I was kind of meant to be the founding father.
0: I think so. You in the wig, it just yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I see you in Parliament and eventually our democracy. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, thank you. Of course. So, Halloween aside, I'm sure everybody had a great time. I'm hoping everybody had a, had a less than productive Sunday. I know that we will look to the horizon and know that that Sunday is going to be absolutely shot. But... The Founding Fathers, brother coming up, I do have some personal news I want to share, and that is I think my eyebrow is forever altered. I was playing a little basketball last week, went up, guy came down, got four stitches in the eyebrow, and they they stitched up nice. It looks professional. It looks, it's, looks it's good.
1: I want to jump in because I think, at least from the male perspective, oftentimes when the... The guy who's wounded so first person you don't really you don't really understand the extent of your wound and you oftentimes think like ah eh, fuck it band-aid i'm good graham uh hopped out of his car and, and looked at me and he's like dude like can't believe this happened like i gotta clean this wound out and uh, after about two seconds of seeing it i'm like yeah that's th- those are stitches right there buddy and by no yeah. means am i saying i know what goes on in uh in the medical world I had an experience similar to that where I'm just like, yeah, I'm fine. And it turns out I had 30 stitches in my arm.
0: This was a forever memorable scene. Yeah. It was the Savion basketball courts. It's an outdoor court for those of you who are unfamiliar. It's just gritty. very gritty. The The ballpark was filling up. You got homies smoking blunts on the side. Played game one. Really outperformed. I am the white boy on the court. I'm shooting threes. Things are going great. I have The respect of the park. It's game two, we take that W in game one, and guy goes up, I go to cover, his elbow goes right into my face, he's like, sorry man, and runs across the court, and then looks back, and I'm like, feeling my eye, and I'm like, oh gosh, that's not sweat, and then my hand's just full of blood. Blood. But you're in so much shock in that moment that you don't actually react, so they stop the game, and the ballpark just stops, and I say the ballpark, not just the courts, because is that to pay respects to the Rays? There's probably oh. ugh, RIP, but there're probably 60 people at this basketball court and probably about 30 of those people start crowding around me and I'm not reacting to this thing on my face. I'm just like you guys are you guys are giving me that look. I don't know what's going on and there's a guy in the back, everyone's kind of peeking over each other's shoulders. I hear a guy go, "Man, I can see the meat. I can see the meat." And uh, this guy's like, "Dude, let me take a picture. I'll show you." And I was like, "Oh, that is deep." So I Put my shirt over my face and drove. Ill advised mom turn out. Don't listen to this part. But I didn't think it was that bad. I thought maybe glue. It didn't God. really hurt. Right. Um, it was four stitches in my eyeball. So anyway, I'm uh, I'm thinking my eyebrow is going to be forever fucked up. Um, it looks a little askew. So don't put, don't hold that against me. It's just my street cred. But moving away from the open floor into some early reflections. Um, new month, man. New blank canvas and one of the if not the biggest month for TTS. It not only is my favorite month, November is
1: historically my favorite month of the year. Um, excluding December, of course. But this is a fresh batch of classes for me. So as Graham has now seen me for about a week, I've been knee deep in the Argus software modeling properties. I have become a little more excelled, I like to say. I've been in some Excel stuff. I'm really just knee deep in the courses and it's cool. I think this November is such an opportunity, not only for TTS, but for kind of my education and professional track. It's going to be a great month. We're going to make it. It's, it's going to be Barry's week energy, but just I'll, I'll keep November name. I think that's fair. It's like you have to respect the month's name. So November is just we're just going to kill it.
0: There are hot boys and there are hot key boys. You're subtly becoming a hot key boy on that Excel track. I'm in. I think for tough to say, we have an amazing batch of guests. Oh many of which we've actually already talked to. We've banked them. Um, We just were so excited to talk to these people. We didn't want to wait week by week. We wanted to get them all their time and, and focus our time and energy on making sure that those interviews were optimized as best we could. And I think it's such a diverse crew. I know we talked a little bit about who those people might be on our October review, Subtle Plug. but. It's going to be a really, really nice time. And, and as always, we always encourage everybody to subscribe so you don't have to deal with any refresh issues. Hit the website. Look for ways to collaborate. Might even be an advertisement in the near future of this episode. Maybe. Maybe. Not sure. Wouldn't want to commit. We'll see. We'll see. But the other thing outside of the brand and outside the pod is, uh, man, this work stuff, man, You, uh, I, I'm learning a lot about how you just kind of get thrown into the fire and even if you have a strong support group at the end of the day I think everybody's just an adult looking to get to the next five o'clock or the next day or the next weekend or next trip whatever the case may be so I'm in a situation right now where I'm kind of just fending for myself and there's some definite downsides to that like I have to kind of seek out guidance but the cool thing is you are very autonomous and I've always said that I wanted that so now I'm in a role where I really do dictate what I do and like if at the end of the day yes things need to get done but I can kind of do them at my leisure I can kind of figure them out as I go and again kind of filling the groove but if you're out there and you feel like you're getting thrown into the fire and you're kind of scrambling just look for somebody who you can poke and prod and pick their brain and maybe get some insight from them about what they might do for me It's just been about staying the course, don't get too overwhelmed, and push forward. At the end of the day, you're a valuable asset, and you just got to know your worth. You know what that's called? November energy. So I have, we tried a Grams week, but honestly, I prefer the Berries week energy. So although everyone out there, yes, have your week, have a Stephanie week, have a Samantha week. and
1: I need to pay some people respect because um, we've had people, honestly, this is the best part about, in my opinion, the best part of doing this. Other than interviewing incredible guests like ours today, um, but people reach out and they're like, "Dude, it's it's Tyler's week," and I'm like, "Bro, that is the coolest thing ever, right?" And you know, hey, we gotta we gotta push everybody forward here, and and that's what we're trying to do. So November is just another opportunity. Hopefully, throw a throw a, a swaggy or a cute sweater on, and um, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. Less freckles and paler skin exposure. That's another reason. November is my second, my first favorite month, excluding December. So we're just rolling. It's going to be an incredible time. We're growing as a pod. This conversation we have uh, on this on deck today is is just awesome. So enjoy it and um, yeah, we're just channeling good energy.
0: Yeah, I think we've always said since day one that if we positively affect at least one person, we've done a good job. And to expand that net is obviously the goal so we can continue to push other people's days forward, lives forward, career forward. Yeah. But our guest, let's get in on the guest. Today, we welcome to the table Hazley Pittman of the Pittman Sisters and of just an amazing mindset of growth, of trajectory, she totally uprooted her original plans and said, I'm going to try to make something of this. So I'm not going to speak too much on her story. That's up to her, and she will do that shortly. But she did completely change paths. Yeah. She said, I'm going to t- do a total reroute, and I'm going to chase this thing that I'm I'm seeing success in and, and fulfillment. And it's a very commendable journey that we've highlighted with her. Um, actually, our first videoed interview. So yeah. Stay woke. I believe if you check out our Instagram, we might push it out onto other social medias, but we'll, we'll chop up the, the segments and try to get them into more digestible bits of content so that you can see some of, of our studio setup, which is just Barry's couch, and Hazley, which it appeared to be her childhood bedroom. Yeah. So a very uh, zoom-oriented uh, it's very zoomy vibes, but I think it was a nice little foray into videography. And I think it's going to be a really, really solid interview.
1: Yeah, I reached out to Hazley, and I didn't really know her too well in, in college. Obviously, um, names kind of fly through the chatters and the social media. So you're kind of aware of everybody, but reached out and she just graciously said, yeah, screw it, let's do it. And I picked up on confidence on this fearless, just go-getter attitude and um, just a humbling kind of persona about and i asked her that in, the, in in the interview and it was awesome so um we had been we, there's been a lot of anticipation about this one because we had it on the book for about two or three weeks so we were sitting on it just so pumped and we're just so excited to welcome on to the uh the podcast hazley
0: and hazley you know one more thing to say is just you can tell by listening to her that she is super down to earth and she has so much wisdom to share Mm especially for content creators out there that and are, dance moves that, yeah, yeah yeah she does she does doesn't back it up uh-uh doesn't throw it back Mm-mm. i don't even know what that means but she throws down if still you know what i still mean. don't know what that means but she i don't you, have to You, you could tell it, you know that humble nature really resonated and as as far as content creators out there that are still um looking to explore other career avenues and paths like she's obviously the quintessential person to listen to um but yeah let me not belabor it too much and Without further ado, Hazley Hazel Pittman. Pittman.
2: Now, welcome to the table. Very, very special guest. And right out the gate in November, it is Hazley Pittman. Hazley, how we doing?
3: Thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you for having me.
2: <laughs> and now, just for everybody out there, we know you're you're quite a, a global traveler. Where are you right now?
4: <laughs> I'm in Jacksonville, Florida, um, born and raised here. Um, I'm currently enrolled in school in California um, at Pepperdine Law, but due to COVID, I am home and actually saving rent and money on a lot of things. So it's can't it's not that bad. I can't complain. <laughs>
2: Well, I wish I could say the same living in Florida, but I still pay this <laughs> it is what it is. But out the gate, what we like to do is pass the baton over to Barry for a little bit of five quick cues B. This would be kind of more the fun side of Tough to say, just so the audience pre, you know, real content, kind of get a flavor for what Hazy's all about. So we're looking for shorter answers, quick, right off the dome, what pops in, all right?
3: Okay.
2: Okay, so you ready? Your favorite, we'll call it Happy Hour Bar. It's a Friday. It's 6 o'clock on the dot. You can pick the city, Jacksonville, wherever in California. What is your go-to drink for that 6 o'clock kind of buzz?
4: I would probably say a Marg on, like, a Friday at Boca Fiesta. That's just, like, my was my favorite, I
2: think. Our Gainesville audience will love that answer. My own little question. Sorry, I don't want to intervene here. but Sorry, Take it. A regular or a spicy
4: I'm um, probably regular, but I do. I have salt, salt, no sugar though.
2: Okay, okay. Blessings. Very good. <laughs> question number two. Now, you being in law school, kind of the two of us have always just had this caffeine addiction. <laughs> Are you taking Starbucks or the field? Meaning your little more trendy spots, maybe like a buddy brew. Are you? Uh, a- our barista, if that's the right word, or what are you doing? Yeah, I'm
4: probably. I wish I was cool enough to have the cool spots, but I'm definitely Starbucks, Dunkin', cheap coffee.
3: <laughs> Dunkin okay, okay.
4: I'm even. I'll even throw a Dunkin' in there if I'm desperate. Okay. All
1: right. Next uh, number three. You know, I'm more of a fan of sunscreen than the sun, so this question isn't really in my domain. It includes
2: sand, the water, good vibes. Are you taking the California beach? Or a Florida Beach.
4: That's only really funny because of recently, but I would probably say Florida. East Coast though, not West Coast of Florida.
2: We're, we're, we're outsiders, not. so uh, we, don't, we don't fuck with that answer.
4: Yeah, I I just think it's because it's home, you know? It hits different.
2: Okay, number four as we, we make our way down the list. This is a funny one. Would you rather be known as a one out, a gator tried or a TikToker? Oh,
3: my God. <laughs> um,
2: there's a right answer, yes, given, like, everything. And then there's also, like, what we're hoping to get is just you, so.
4: Yeah, uh, probably, like, where I'm at now, I if I was to, like, walk up to someone just, like, 1L. I think no no shame to you. I've tried to, like, love that. But I'm just, like, kind of past that point in my life. And TikToker's cool, but... It doesn't define me, I like to say.
2: Number five, I'll preface this by saying um, kind of my answer, and then we'll go into yours. So I need, as a kid, a younger Hazley, your favorite TV show, and then your favorite channel. So for me, it was Drake and Josh, and then my favorite channel, I'll admit, was Disney Channel. So right to you.
4: I would say Disney Channel and like Lizzie McGuire growing up. Like my entire room was Lizzie McGuire growing up. Like I had like the curtains, I had the bedspread. Yeah. I thought that was like the coolest thing ever at the time. She was just girl next door turned pop star right. kind of thing.
3: So
2: your life, but uh, <laughs> we made it through the five quick cues. So um, let's get into the real interview here. So Hazley, obviously, lots to unpack. There's time on time for us to get into these things, but off the bat, we just want to hear a little bit about who you are, what you've been up to, some of those defining characteristics. We'll just pass you the microphone and let you run with it?
4: Yeah, um, I'm 23. I graduated virtually, sadly, from the University of Florida in the spring. Um, I have a major in telecommunications and a minor in leadership. I did news broadcasting. I'm an undergrad. And then I am now a 1L at Pepperdine Law. Um, I only have three weeks of school left this semester, which is crazy. I can't believe it's already gone that fast. Um, But I am home in Jacksonville. I recently started this endeavor. I guess not that recently. We just had our six months the other day um, of me and my – I have two younger sisters, Hope and Hallie. um, And we have kind of – Become social media influencers um, by chance through the start of the pandemic and quarantining. Um, so now I'm a one L by day and a TikToker by night, is kind of what we say.
2: Yeah. I, there's so many, again, so many questions because you really are one of our highest profile content creators that we've had on. We have a lot of people that are aspiring to be in that <laughs> position. We have people that are building the framework in order to get on that rocket ship and fly out to the stratosphere. But talk a little bit about how your stardom, we'll call it. I, I like to just, I'm just inflating you, you know. I'm, I'm <laughs>
3: uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. your
2: stardom in media influence your goals as a law student. Because as you were saying, like, yes, you are a big content creator, but that doesn't define you. There's a lot of other layers to Hazley. And do you think that you might want to stay within media and communications or expand outside of that once you do get the law degree? Big question.
4: Um, it's actually really funny how um, I came to be where I am at Pepperdine. I got into a variety of law schools and back in March, I was fully committed, Um, had a lease and was moving to Miami for law school. And then was still going. Um, we kind of started this TikTok thing one day. We were always on our phones, just not couldn't go anywhere. I was sent home. I had 24 hours to move out of Trito. I literally got home. I was just bored out of my mind trying to finish classes. My sisters were like, oh, download TikTok. Like, have TikTok. Let's look at TikToks. So my mom was like, why don't you guys make them? Like, I see Charlie and Dixie, their sisters, making them together. Like, why don't you guys make them? Um, so we just kind of started doing it. And then it just kind of blew up crazily and became something out of nowhere that was really fun. Also, because my sisters are a lot younger than me. Um, They are a senior and a sophomore in high school right now. And so I haven't been home. Last summer, I was interning in New York for NBC the summer before I studied abroad in Italy. So like I hadn't been home for this period of time and years. So to be with them and spending this much time with them like day in and day out, what are we going to wear? What dances are we learning? What are we filming? Um, Was really fun. And we got really close. And now they're like, not my little sisters. It's more just like they're my best friends, um, which is really fun. And so we started um, around 80,000 followers. We got this email. We started getting a few emails from um, some talent agencies, which at the time I remember me and my hope, my middle sister were laying on our dog, like laying out. And we get this email and it was like, oh, my gosh, like, we love what you guys are doing. We'd love to, like, um, get on a Zoom call and meet you guys. Um, We're with WME. And, like, me and my sister at the time had no idea what WME was, started Googling it. And it was, like, Alicia Keys, like, all these, like, really, really legit um, celebrities. And we were like, no way. Like, there's no way this is, like, a real email. Like, so many people would reach out to us that wasn't real. So we were like, this is probably a scam, just trying to get, like, information or something. Um, and it turned out to be something very real and they, guys are amazing. They represent everyone from like Chase Hudson, Little Huddy to like Addison, um, Ray. So like definitely big peoples in the game and that was at 80,000. Um, and then we just like kept growing from them from there. And then we flew out to LA to meet with them, COVID safe, obviously, and, um, kept going back and then just through working with them, um, and me being out there, I like absolutely loved it. And obviously the opportunities being out there are a lot more rampant than being us being here in Jacksonville. Um, we love Jacksonville, but clearly when you're working with other creators and surrounded by people that are doing what you're doing, constant collaboration, you grow more. It's just a way of how it works. That's why they have content houses. And that's why everyone's together. So everyone's sharing everything. Um, So my mom was like, oh, like, what if you went to law school out here? And it was kind of a joke. And it was July, like, 2nd, and all the law school applications closed except for Pepperdine. And it was, like, July 5th was theirs was due. So I was like, oh, like, okay, let me just apply randomly. And then, like, August, like, first week of August, it was like, congrats, you got in. Um, And I was like, oh, no way. That's kind of weird what am I going to do? And then I had this like, three day panic attack of like, am I really going to do this? Like, is this really what I want? I'm such a go getter. But at the same time, like I like having a feeling of like safety net and like stability of where I am. Um, Miami was close to home, my mom's from Miami, like, it just kind of was a safer option. But I felt like the opportunities for me I just couldn't turn down um, in LA. So I got out of the lease. I let Miami know. And then I switched to Pepperdine. And a week later, I started school at Pepperdine. So I think it was like a blessing in disguise that they were online because Miami wasn't online. That's why I was like fully moving. Um, but because Pepperdine wasn't, I didn't have to find a place to live that quick and like move everything. Um, and then it also was a blessing in disguise because I could continue creating with my sisters and not having to buy flights every other weekend or drive from Miami to Jack's and figure that out still. Um, so yeah, that's like my crazy COVID story. Sorry, I just like rambled for forever. But it's like such a crazy, um, that How like how it even happened is just like very not what we thought. But
2: Well, we had, I mean, I had no idea that your plans were still to go to Miami and then it all just kind of came out of the blue. It, it worked itself, yeah. obviously, but I'm like you, I think that anxiety of just like not knowing would just be a killer. Um,
3: yeah.
2: how, how is it, you know, still being, obviously it's virtual, but a law school student, I mean, is this first semester, um, kind of up to expectations? Is, is it exceeding it? Or are you liking what you're doing? Um, obviously balancing.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: the TikTok
4: um so I even like when I was at Miami like what I wanted to do um starting at UF was always like broadcasting entertainment law I interned for NBC and like loved it and a lot of the anchors and stuff there are legal correspondents so they have law degrees um and are practicing um and just saying the news um so I like liked meshing those two fields so that's why I did like news broadcasting and WFT at UF. So then I was like, oh, I'll do entertainment, media law, and then kind of merge the two after. Um, So with the Pepperdine TikTok thing, it all was just kind of like this crazy year mesh for me because not only now do I have a law degree, which adds credibility to like what I want to do with my career, but I also now have a platform, which is like extremely important. Like a lot of the news broadcasters are in a sense influencers, celebrities, like people keep up with them. Like Savannah Guthrie on the Today Show, like she's not just a news broadcaster, like she has millions of followers, like yeah. she's an influencer at this point. So I think that for me, it was kind of like this, like, I have now like this triple threat almost of like what I can bring to a table for post law school. Um, so it was just kind of, for me, like, the perfect storm.
2: But that perfect storm to want to be real big nuggets of wisdom that came out of it was this very rapid movement you had to make in order to get to the platform in which you were in the midst of building. But an interesting part about it is that proximity to other creators and to creativity, which we've found to be incredibly influential as we create this brand. Like if I was in New York when we were first laying the framework and he was here, we have a very challenging time building. But because we're so close together, we're able to do this. So, when you're making that decision, everything's said and done. I'm imagining that lease was not so easy to get out of. I had issues too. But when you actually got out to California for a little bit to spend some time around fellow content creators, how did they help you elevate your game?
4: Yeah, um, I think it was just so new for us like, we had never, I mean, I've had Instagram, I've had Facebook, like, growing up my entire life, but I've never had this, like, influx of, like, people uh, questioning kind of everything that's going on and, like, asking about such, there, there had never been, I can't think of the proper word, I guess, exposure into my life now, especially, like, with YouTube and stuff, too, like, You can basically see everything about me at this point. Like, there's nothing to hide, and people can kind of. There can start to be some negative comments, and like, it's just a very different world to kind of start getting into. Um, And then also like staying positive through that, and then also finding ways to continue growing. Um, So I think when we got out to out to LA and we're around all these different creators, it was just very interesting to see how they handled that kind of. following and like what that was like and then also how I guess just finding like your own niche and like your filming and like what you're bringing to the table because I genuinely think it it was just kind of perfect timing for us we were at at a point on the app where everyone was home and you couldn't really go anywhere everyone was downloading the app all ages and it was just kind of something to do so I think when we were on there, it, it was like the perfect timing, which if you talk to any of the creators, um, they all say that like where they're at on the app is because they were at the forefront of TikTok becoming a real thing. Um, so I think timing is just so key. And that's not really something that you can always plan for. Like you can't be like, this is it. I mean, I know a lot of people are now thinking Triller might be becoming a thing. So that's definitely being more popular and starting to get uh, followers on that. But I think just finding your niche and like staying positive were like and just little like stupid chips and tricks about the app that I had no idea about I was like would do something and would be like wait how'd you do that and they'd like show me um it's just funny you also in my mind before going out there you think all of these kids that are pretty popular on the app are like oh you know they're in California but they seem spread out different places and then you get out there and they're all in one room everyone that has all these followers and you're like you all know each other, you're all friends off camera, like it was a very weird moment for me to see all of them being very normal, and just like talking to each other. But they're honestly all so cool and very supportive of each other. And I think that's like the biggest thing is that at this point, you can't, there's enough views and likes to go around for everyone. Like you just have to be supportive and help each other out in the best ways you can and stay positive. And that's just kind of what we've taken from that. So
0: Excuse me, sir or madam, a moment of your time. Sure thing, kind sir. And what is it on your mind today, bruv? Have y'all heard about the various ways to interact with the Tough to Say brand? Well, certainly not. Well, at www. That's a lot of W's. ToughToSay.com, you can find all the Tough to Say podcasts. But sir, there must be more. You're damn straight. Peep the ways to collaborate tab and let us know if you want to work or be published. Be sure to subscribe to the pod on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and be sure to follow on Instagram. This is an unpaid advertisement made by Barry and Graham. We are in no way sponsored by anybody, and maybe one day we will. But I'm not sure. Anyways, I'm, uh, this is an advertisement. Anyways, back to the spew. I know you have a question, but I have a
2: burning question.
0: <laughs>
2: so those creators that you discuss,
3: mm-hmm.
2: people, they're people that you have now affiliated yourself with that you can call friends for people like Barry and I. You know, these people are, like, so out of touch in our eyes and our minds. Like, yeah. I can look at an Addison all day and be like, I-, I have no idea what she's like, because she's this this larger-than-life person. Yeah. But some of the misconceptions about your group of people, like, some of these influencer-type personalities, and how do you guys manage some of the flack? Because I imagine, god fucking, internet troll gremlin,
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: that... Even, even in our very short, small community, we feel.
4: Yeah, I think, I mean, going back to, like, kind of your first question, it was kind of the craziest thing when we first met Addison because it was, like, she opened the door, wet hair, gotten out of the shower, no makeup on. She's like, hey, guys, what's up? And, like, come on in. And, like, we walked into her house, and it was just, like, the cra- like, at the time, like, I remember when me and my sisters – we're in my sister's room. We had like ten thousand followers. And I remember it was like a joke. Like, oh, when we get to a hundred k, like we'll do something crazy. And that was like so early on. And we were like, we'll never hit a million. So let's. Our goal will be a hundred k. So I remember like when we walked into our house and it was like we were at a certain point of followers. It was just like it almost didn't feel real in a sense. Like it was just like there's no way this is happening right now because none of us expected it, planned for it. It was just like such a blessing, I think, of how we had gotten there that when they comment something, this is my family's beliefs, that. It's like a chat room, like people will comment on, let's say Addison's video, a comment, very negative, mean comment that's unnecessary, as if like, she's not going to see it as if it's like, she's talking about her not talking to her. But Addison can see every comment, like it's not hidden from her. And I think that's something we obviously our comments in comparison to hers are much smaller, but there's still at times will be 1000s and 1000s of comments to go through. And like, when we're bored, we'll we'll go through and sometimes there is good feedback, or it's interesting to see what people are saying. And It only takes five out of 500 saying you guys suck or what is this to just kind of upset you. It's just like, what was the point of that comment? Like, did that really make you feel better by making that comment? Like, just keep scrolling kind of thing. Um, But it's as if people don't realize that we're people. It's just like, oh, let's talk about this person on these comments. Like, it's a public platform. Like, we're all just talking. It's not like they're actually going to see it or they're not real people who have feelings. Um, so I think that's kind of the biggest misconception is that like, they think it doesn't matter. They asked for it. They asked for these followers, these fame, but like, that's not, yes, we enjoy the followers and creating content for people, but it's not ever we want negative feedback. I I think that's like the biggest thing that's been kind of interesting to like navigate. And my parents get so defensive, especially because my sisters are younger. So they immediately want to go like clap back on these comments. And I'm like, no, just ignore them. Please just move on. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Does that then speak to where your confidence must be at? Because I feel like, A, you're, you're super exposed. You just talked about a yes. handful of platforms. And then also being open to criticism whenever you post. So how, you know, shoulders back and, and just staying kind of you, how important is confidence at the bigger you get?
4: Yeah, I think you just have to be really comfortable or learn to become really comfortable with yourself and like where you're at and realize that like, people are gonna it's we were with um a few of the creators uh griffin johnson and sam hurley i'm not sure if you know what they are but griffin was taking a lot of heat for um cheating on dixie and all that kind of stuff and
2: we're actually low-key caught up with all the drama
4: okay (laughs) but yeah sam basically sam was just like if you're not getting any negative comments then you're not doing something right like People love to bring down people that are doing well because whether they're insecure with themselves or they're not happy about something in their lives or they're jealous or whatever it may be, they're having a bad day. Um, I think we've just kind of had to learn that it's a them thing unless we clearly are doing something wrong, which at this point we've tried to stay very clear of anything that could cause controversy on the app. But yeah, I think it's just learning to be comfortable with yourself. And I also think it's funny because when we first started we were very critical of ourselves and what we were putting out there and perf- like no joke filming like 50 drafts before we would post one kind of thing like watching it over and over again this has to be perfect this has to be perfect and like the more we've grown the more we've also learned to be like it's fine just do that one like it is what it is like people know what we look like i it's very no, i'm not trying to hide anything at this point like it is what it is like just post it like these people stop you on the streets and they say you look like what's the difference kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of learning navigating that road. I guess
2: it's tough to say story because the first ever recording we ever did Graham spent an entire Sunday editing, tweaking, changing, doing all this. And now when we talk to people and when we do our 30 minute intro spews, he's honestly, and I guess I'm the same way, but we're just like, fuck it. Like now it's it. it. Like that's the most. Yeah. So we can be, let's throw it on the web and, and see where it goes. And I think both of us too have figured out that when you are so self-critical, you might actually overcorrect some mm-hmm. created. Like naturally you're coming to the table with some inherent capabilities. So to tweak and tweak and tweak and try to perfect, you're almost detracting from the authenticity. But the balance of your Law school and TikTok and personal brand building—I can imagine there's so many different variables, and there's probably a great deal of management for not only yourself but the Pittman sisters as well. So you have the Pittman sisters as an entity, but how does it? How do you guys navigate the waters of really focusing in on your unique brands as sisters? Yes, yes, you all have your own brand. Do you guys talk as one? as things progress, have you seen that maybe there's an opportunity for people to kind of venture off maybe one day?
4: So we all, um, at this point are very much like in our contract, we're a package deal. We genuinely can't venture off at this point, even if I wanted to, um, which I don't, but,
3: um,
4: we are a package deal permanently, at least for a year. Um, unless something changes, but I think it's funny because we were all raised, obviously, in the same household. We all pretty much have the same morals, ethics kind of um, thing in our family, obviously. So when it comes to, like, what we're doing and what we're posting, we're all pretty much on the same page, which I think is super important. Um, we'll, for example, like, there will be a really popular dance or something that we like, but I'll sing it all day long in my bedroom. But do I want millions of people who I'm trying to become a professional lawyer, would I want them to kind of see me dancing to that or there certain moves? Do they do I want other one else seeing me throwing it back in a video? Not necessarily. Um so I think there's like been some of those that we all pretty much agree on. That's like it's a joke in our house, but like no throwing backs So like one dance move we refuse to do um on the in the videos. But so yeah I think it's been kind of nice because my Middle sisters applying to colleges right now, and as you know, like social media is very prevalent searching when you're applying. And then my youngest sister wants to actually dance professionally, she is a competitive dancer, Um, so she wants to like maintain her reputation as well. So we all have a sense of like just high respect for ourselves and our personal brands as well. So it's been kind of nice that we don't really have to worry about that kind of stuff. Um, So I think we all kind of operate as a team, and then I think for me. Personally, it's just make sh- making sure that that kind of stays in line with my goals going forward, as long as it's not getting like anything too crazy, which at this point it hasn't been. It's all been pretty unproblematic, thankfully, and nice, lighthearted um, content. So I think it's been pretty good.
2: <laughs> so touching on the, you just said your goals going forward. What is kind of the next um, call obstacle, hurdle, what's on the horizon? kind of for you coming
4: up. I think for us, it's just kind of capitalizing on the followers and it's actually also become so funny enough. You can't really have a job in law school. Like I sign a contract when I enroll that I won't get a job as a one L it's because your workload is so hard. So this has been kind of my way of like, I'm not working. I'm a TikToker, but it's also like an extremely lucrative market being a TikToker surprisingly enough. Um, the ad revenue or ads and marketing you can do through it are crazy. And the companies we've gotten to work with are also insane. Um, so I think it's just continuing to capitalize on that and create a platform for me to eventually break off. Cause I think eventually we all will kind of go separate paths. Um, I will always be close, but I think Hallie will start to dance on her own. Hope will go. She has her own aspirations with college and then i think if i can merge plot my take my people that would love to come with me from this app and merge with my law degree somehow whether it's news broadcasting or hosting or whatever it may be um that's kind of my plan
2: and when you're having these higher level conversations not only with your sister and your family but now your peers right? these are at one point, this these people that were so far off in the distance, but now are really your colleagues in many ways. I think one thing that I've had so many different conversations with a lot of different content creators, some of which again are aspiring other, others, others that have just made it into a different category. How much of what you're doing right now do you feel like is i 'm in the moment, I'm going to optimize the fuck out of the moment i'm going to make the most of this versus down the line knowing that as time progresses, you will have to adapt. What's been the talk of the town when you talk to fellow, let's call them content creators, when you're discussing what are some of our future goals? And do we think that we can parlay a lot of the success now into media positions or personalities in the future?
4: Yeah, I think we've kind of seen it very recently with like Addison, for example, kind of pivoting to that world where, she's not just a TikToker anymore. Like she's a, I would consider Addison a full blown celebrity. Like she, her hosting the BBMAs and doing all the stuff she's doing. Um, and it's kind of just interesting to see how the platform creates that platform for you. And then if you're able to capitalize and take advantage of the opportunities, you can kind of create that life for yourself outside of just the app. Like I, she probably doesn't when I, people ask her what she is or who she is, she probably mentions TikTok, but she's not probably like, I'm a TikToker like she's past that point and I think it's kind of just doing that along those lines for everyone I think for me and my sisters we um have a few opportunities coming up so for like me and my sisters it's just kind of taking advantage of other opportunities uh we're going to LA the weekend not this coming weekend probably but the following weekend um for some studio production stuff I'm not necessarily allowed to speak on it yet but It's just very um, cool opportunities that would have never arose if we didn't have the platform from TikTok. And I think it's being open to stuff that may be a little bit out of your comfort zone. And I don't know, I just think it's such a cool app because you can grow so much rampant or a lot quicker than you could on something like Instagram or YouTube. So I think taking advantage of that quick, constant, Influx of followers and then taking that trying to take that elsewhere is just like such a cool opportunity for people And I think honestly people don't realize like how Advantageous the app is like there are people I know who are amazing dancers and don't are like "Eh, I don't really like the app And i'm like you could do so well I'm like you're if you were to just showcase what you have and like even if you'd want to be a professional dancer And nothing to do with tiktok It's just getting your face out there and like getting people to see you and then getting Excuse me, the right people to see you. Like we never reached out to WME; it was just they came across this kind of thing, and it's the same thing. And we didn't have, yeah, we had eighty thousand people, which is a lot, but compared to where we are now, that's nothing. So I think it's just getting that exposure and being open to new things is really important.
2: I think I like tapping into like the entrepreneurial side because instead of maybe customers, it's subscribers, and you can tell you're projecting, you're looking to always kind of get better and improve, and. Kind of the business side of me really um, enjoys hearing that. How, how much have you had to outsource um, from a learning? Like, I know you're, you're studying law, but I look at a contract right now and I'm like, what the hell does this mean? And then <laughs> allocating, you know, maybe an investment from you guys, um, all these trips. I mean, do you? how big is your team and, and do you rely on them often? Talk about maybe the, the outsiders other than the, the sisters yeah
4: i think um for us we're really lucky me and my sisters to have like the full support of my family we're just extremely blessed like obviously the first few times we went out or have gone to la no one's footing our bill for free it's us and our parents getting ourselves out there and i think a lot of people don't have that opportunity and i think we were very lucky to have um that with my parents and then my sisters are younger, so they're in high school and just not, I've done internships. I've worked at places. So I just genuinely am at a different point than them. So me responding to emails and kind of managing us from that aspect, I naturally take on because I am the oldest. So from that end, it's definitely been a lot more work for me than them um, because I kind of get the influx of whether it's companies or collabs or whatever it may be and then I'm forwarding it and becoming the communication between me and our agents Um, they definitely handle the money side and the logistics sides of things and then we kind of handle the content creation side Um, so in that aspect I'm extremely lucky for them too I don't have to worry about a lot of things that they do Um, we've just been together so much that sometimes there are moments where we're like off-camera, pause, screaming at each other, and then press flame, we're immediately smiling. So,
2: we are I mean, Mary, yeah. yeah, Barry and I have had that too. <laughs> and uh, we certainly have disagreements too, but I think another misconception is also like those disagreements usually are very healthy because they help you work through some of those issues and work through some of those. Really just like when you're in the midst of creating, like there's going to be opinions and everyone has one and everybody has to air it out. I think when we create, we always try to find the middle ground. And it's awesome to hear that you guys come together with all these unique capabilities that you can leverage. I am curious as you progress in your law career, how advantageous, as you put it, it will be to be within an industry where you are going to have such a firm grasp on those contracts. Because for somebody like me in advertising, as far as licensing going, believe me, we're not handling licensing at all. We, we mm-hmm. literally sit in his apartment, turn blue lights on and report people on Zoom. So there isn't, we're not quite there yet, but I have found that like, in, as you were saying, like those internships and those experiences you can draw on just help you elevate to such a different level versus where you were a couple years ago. How much do you see those two worlds intertwining?
4: Yeah, I think it's definitely been an advantage for me to kind of see it because there's just so much I've learned about the industry that I had no idea of just even just terminology like deliverables or gifting or like things like that, that are so simple that I had just never heard of or never understood. Um, And I think seeing these contracts and being exposed to new conversations and talking to people that are the heads in these industries that are, just so high up that I never would have talked to before and having the communications with them, um, from the Pittman sisters side, that it's also just become like a networking thing for me too, that I'll be able to take, um, afterwards with my law school stuff. And then also just the education side of it, learning all these different things. And then also it's just experience for me. So when I do go to apply for internships or jobs, I can say, yeah, I have worked personally with contracts and different things like that. Um, I mean, I'm not the person in there reviewing it like word for word. Um, but I definitely am, have more experience probably than someone who's never worked in that industry before. So I think it's definitely cool exposure for me to see. And it's also it just so interesting. There's so many things I had no idea about. And it's funny because I always just be like, oh, my gosh, being an Instagram influencer would be just like the life, you know, like it's so easy, so fun. You just get free stuff and take pictures. How hard could it be kind of thing? And I think people don't realize how much work goes into it. I had no idea the amount of work that goes into it until we started doing this. And I have so much more respect for all, whether you're Instagram, YouTube, whatever you are, content creation wise. I think um, the industry and in that realm doesn't get enough respect because I think it does take a lot of work. And people are like, oh, you're just getting free stuff or you're just trying on clothes and posting an Instagram story and you're marketing or whatever. But I think. It really is such. I mean, it's influencers influencing, but I think it's crazy for me to see how something I put on my story now or R and R thing can actually influence people, and especially the younger generations, like my sister's ages. Um, so, kind of seeing that firsthand now and seeing how much work goes into all of it, it's just been so eye opening, and I have so much more respect now for all of those people. So,
2: well, I guess a thought that kind of popped into my head as you answered that. I mean being that you know you're an influencer, how do you stay rooted? I mean, I think that's kind of an important trait. I mean, you, you certainly come off as just someone, someone who's so humble. So how is that skill of balancing to, I mean, knowing your worth, your value and still being you.
4: Thank you. Um, yeah. I mean, for me personally, my, I've grown a lot on Instagram. Like, I remember when we started, I was like at 5,000 and I'm over 30, which in the grand scheme of Instagram influencers really isn't a lot. But it's when I think about one person and I'm thinking about lining up 30,000 people, that's a lot of people that decided to follow me personally. And then I think about lining up, um, we just hit like 1.9 yesterday on our TikTok. So just thinking about lining up that many people just like blows my mind. Um, and to think, Someone's like, oh, if you reply to my comment, it'll make my day, or you guys inspire me, or you guys make me want to go back to dance. Like to think that we can have such an influence on um, not even just younger kids, because I'll click on, sometimes I just am intrigued, you know, on who these people are, and I click on their profile, and sometimes it'll be a mom, or it'll be some random dude, probably your age, that's just like chilling. And it's just so funny to me to see the like diversity and the. Oh, wait, can you hear me?
2: Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. no, your point. Making that person's day and having the knowledge of your influence, you're already so much ahead of the game because I think a lot of people that grew up into stardom, whereas you've grown up and now you are in it, you've got the background you can lean on, whereas some people, they don't really know what it is to have this, I wouldn't say a normal life. Like, you obviously live a life. You are a person. You were still yeah. You drink your Dunkin' Donuts.
3: You drink your Dunkin'
2: Donuts. But I I think that that knowledge and and the the realization that look I am a person, I have this ability to project positivity (laughs) on an app in which it does promote that kind of content. Uh
4: And I think it's also just like people I don't know, when you're when you're born into it and kind of the Kardashians, you know, they've grown up, they don't realize I guess, what it's like to be, I guess, the person on the other end. And, like, I grew up my entire life being, like, oh, my gosh, like, Kendall Jenner, Hailey Weaver, you know, all these people that I thought were, like, crazy, Addison, you know, Charlie Dixie. And then to kind of be at a point – not where I'm at their point at all – but, like, to be at a point where some little girl might feel that way about me is just, like, the craziest feeling. And, like, I can't even describe, like, how – humbling it is I guess to think that someone would feel that way is just very it's an honor I think I think to have that sort of even though it may be small at this point that little bit of influence on a younger generation is crazy and I really think it is a great way just for us to continue spreading that positive good message because I don't know it's I don't know it's just really a very cool experience I love that
2: I've got one more question and we can wrap it up it's the one I'm most curious about. Not that I've been, I've been incredibly curious about your life and your story. <laughs> what the. So, of the content houses,
4: you to uh-huh.
2: the Hype House, correct?
4: I have been to the Hype House, yes. Is that okay.
2: true? What, what the fuck is the Hype House like? <laughs> As myself. Um, yeah. What are some things I might need to go to the Hype House? Do I need to dye my hair? Do I need to wear yeah. the cross earring? What
4: do I need to do in order to go to the Hype House? So I did um, have to sign an NDA when I entered the house, so I can't delve too much into what I experienced when I was inside. Um, but I, the best way I can describe it, though, I think I'm allowed to describe it this way, is like it's like a frat house without alcohol because they're all younger. But, like, it's there's just a bunch of rooms And it's like a hallway with like a bunch of rooms. They all live in different rooms. So it's almost like a hotel. Maybe that's a better way of describing it. Like there's all these different rooms and they all live in different rooms and they're all different creators and kind of doing their own thing. And it's just very interesting to walk into this house and see them living a very normal life in terms of like just hanging out, eating, working out, doing whatever they're doing um, and just kind of messing around. I mean, they're not normal in the sense of like they're living in a multi-million dollar home and um, (laughs) up in the hills, but the house is insane and it's beautiful. And these kids are very blessed that they have that opportunity. And I think a lot of them know that. I think they all are very, very kind and open to talking to you and, oh, it's so, there were some that I had never even, I didn't even know them. And I think some of them, they kind of think they like that, you know, it's like, oh, like when I'm like, hi, I'm Haseley, like, what's your name? A lot of them don't get that a lot. So that to say like, oh, hi, I'm so-and-so. Um, they like, I feel like they kind of like that, but they're all very cool. And it's just funny. They were, like One of them was like, oh, my gosh, wait, I've seen you on my free page before. Like, You guys are so good. And it's like, oh, thanks. Like, You're out here in LA in the Hype House and saying you've seen my videos. It's just like interesting. And it's also a really funny side note was when they'll go and be like, oh, I'll go follow you. And then they go to your page. And it's like random ones when they're scrolling through, you'll see that they've liked. Because we can't see who's liked our stuff. So to know that, like, they've liked ones before was, like, really cool. So it's just cute.
2: Um, I guess just in wrapping up, assuming the audio doesn't cut out here, um, honestly, I think the two of us really just want to thank you for taking the time. Um, I'm sure you get a ton of outreach. So, you know, I, we didn't necessarily know each other in undergrad when you were here, but yeah. to um, kind of have the gator roots and then just a big, I think, crossover of friends, I just... Thank you to, uh, to to do this. It's really, really awesome.
4: No, it was so much fun. I think it's awesome what you guys are doing. And I think, I mean, I was never really a podcast person growing up, but I don't know if it's because of COVID or what, but like I feel like they've, they're they becoming more popular. And I feel like that you guys are doing this. is just like so cool. Um, so keep up the great work. That's awesome.
2: Of course. And uh, I know I'm always coming in. I have a final question of the final question. Oh. <laughs> Oh, my God. It's, it's the quintessential piece of the TTS brand, and it's looking at your story holistically. You got into this game during the pandemic. You saw this explosion of content and of a following a community, uprooted your life, went out to L.A., decided I'm going to try to make something of this instead of just falling back on that safety net. So you've, you've really lived out this unconventional path what we always like to ask our guests that come on here is what does unconventional in your life mean to you?
4: Yeah, I would say that I'm probably not going to answer this like in the best way, but in a roundabout way, I think there have been a lot of days where we get frustrated or we're tired. We don't want to film. We're got other things going on. We're all still in school and we have like this moment of like, is this really what we want to do? Is this something? And I think that's kind of been a turning point for us that may deter others that could have been in our same position is that you have to just like, if this is what you want, like why would you stop kind of thing? And I think for all of us, it really is a great opportunity in different ways. And so I think to take it, not take advantage of it, um, would be stupid. And it also, is just something so fun and just a great experience. So I think for us, just pushing forward, even if we're having a bad day or one post doesn't do as well as the others, or we have a negative comment. Um, I think pushing past that and realizing like why we're doing this and what, how far we've come is really important. So I think for me having that moment of like, am I really going to do this and really switching schools and really devote now half my time full-time to studying and half my full-time to filling. I'm really not much doing anything else other than that at this point in my life. Um, so I think that's kind of my become my unconventional path to success of where I'm at now is just capitalizing on the opportunity I've been given and staying focused and just not just keep going, you know, it's, it's hard. It's definitely hard. It's not easy. And I think, um, that can stop people. And I think if, but if you just keep going, if it's worth it to you, then it will pay off in the end.
2: We're, for you. We're on your team. Beautiful. Hey. Very beautiful. I think we asked that question. Both of us don't know how we would answer it. Mm-hmm. And it's always changed in the way we ask it. So who knows what we'll do that in the future, but this has been no. all, Seriously, thank you so much.
4: Oh, no, um, thank you guys. I pre- I hope I did good. I am, I've never done this by myself, like I said, so I probably didn't just ramble on too much. I think you
2: survived the, the interview. You crushed it. You crushed That's it. Um, cool. just, I mean, I think we both have discovered, too, and, and I maybe you as well, but it's a great platform to just get your thoughts out there and uh, mm-hmm. not have to follow a script and not have to be so regimented. Like It's nice to be in this free-flowing environment. And uh, yeah. tr- you did an awesome job
4: um, I enjoyed it it was a lot of fun I don't think a lot of people know about my how I got here so I it was kind of nice to talk about it to be honest
2: well we're happy to be the vehicle for you uh,
3: <laughs> thanks
2: so, uh, no this has been great and obviously we'll stay in touch um, I'm sure we'll talk soon we hope yeah. You, you
4: Yeah. if you guys need anything else from me just you have my number so let yep. me know
2: alright we can log off Thank you so much. Bye now. Thank you.
4: Bye, guys. Peace.